Good evening, and welcome to Transforming Lives, the radio ministry of the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. I invite you to stay tuned for the next hour for a live discussion providing biblical answers to life's questions. Here now is your host for tonight's edition of Transforming Lives. Good evening. We want to welcome you to Transforming Lives. This is our special edition Christmas Eve program. For those who have heard us before, we want to remind you that tonight we are not live. We are taping this program in advance for your special interests and uh, with a special topic in mind. So do not try to call in this evening and talk to us. But uh, what we do want you to do is call your friends and call people that you know who may need to hear this program because our focus tonight will be on a very unique problem that is well known throughout the country. It's the problem of depression at Christmas time. There is a unique um, problem, as I just mentioned, of depression during the holiday seasons of the year with Christmas being the uppermost in that particular uh, uh, rank of holidays. A lot of people get depressed at this time of year, and uh, there's a higher incident of suicide attempts as well, statistics show us. So if you know someone who is exceptionally blue or sad or depressed or heading in that direction or tend to, uh, what what we want you to do is call them and uh, tell them to tune in right away to 1220 AM radio where we will be talking about Christmas and depression. I'm your host tonight and Joe Propri, the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute. We exist to provide training for God's people to learn how to use the scriptures to be able to help one another with various different kinds of problems, depression being just one of them. And uh, I have with me tonight our regular co-hosts, Gus Supan, Glenn Dunn, Armand, and Kathy Tiffey. Each of these take turns with me hosting Transforming Lives, which you're listening to right now. And uh, we've enjoyed doing that for uh, just these past 13, 14 weeks. And tonight we wanted to do something special on Christmas Eve. We're talking about a, a problem, as we said, that has uh, captured people year after year. And uh, counselors of all types and sorts are aware of it and are, are ready, and they try to make other people ready to be encouraging and helpful to friends and family who may be depressed. Well, we're going to talk about that subject here tonight. We're going to talk about some of the common reasons why people do get depressed during uh, Christmas time. And a little later in the program, we'll be talking about what to do. What does the Bible say to do about the various types of depression uh, that people might be having for the the different reasons that they have? Excuse me. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas just to start off and uh, tell, tell you how grateful we are to be with you tonight in this way. It's a very special evening in the Christian calendar. Uh, This is the night that uh, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, actually the evening uh, of his, uh, prior to his birth, which would be tomorrow's uh, birthday celebration. But so many people have so much fun on a night like tonight, getting ready for the big day tomorrow with gifts being opened by children and grandchildren and even by us adults. Sometimes there's big meals and families gathered together. And and yet uh, for many people, it's, not, as one song said, the most wonderful time of the year. 
In <laughs> fact, uh, other people would say, I'll have a blue Christmas without you. And uh, so we, we Good wanted, job, Joe. All thank right, you, Joe. Thank you. I'm, I thought we were trying to help people with depression are. and not send them into one. We are, but you knew I had to do that some, yes. somewhere. <laughs> Christmas is supposed to be a happy happy time. Uh, even the very night that Jesus was born, the angels came and announced to certain shepherds who were in the fields watching their flocks at night, and the announcement was peace on earth, goodwill to men. And the idea was that the coming of the Christ child was to bring peace and joy on the earth. And so there are people celebrating that right now, this very evening, Christmas Eve. And yet, as I said, for so many people, it's the loneliest time of the year instead of the most wonderful time of the year. Now, my panel with me tonight are all seasoned counselors. We're here to... to. Um, banter about about this issue and try to encourage those who are listening. And I wanted to start off by asking this question of our of our panel. What kinds of um, reasons do people give for their depression? What kinds of causes are there for for depression during the holidays, but especially during Christmas? Joe, I think that uh, uh, with the, the build-up uh, now we find Christmas uh, things being sold uh, uh, before Halloween, uh, and there's a crescendo of anticipation that uh, reached this crescendo at Christmas, and then it ends, it stops, and the reality of it being over and the bills that are going to be coming really uh, has a severe, severe negative impact on one's spirit. Yeah, I think that's one of the most frequently given reasons, Gus. Uh, <clears throat> one particular uh, website, I did some checking on uh, this whole topic uh, recently, and uh, a particular psychiatrist on this website mentioned that expectations, the general category of expectations, uh, become so high in so many areas for people that uh, it's almost impossible to meet them all. And then, of course, when some of them aren't met, people are greatly disappointed. So we're going to look at um, expectations, I'm sure, as well as some other causes. What other kinds of expectations or causes uh, group would uh, would we say? Kathy? Well, I think that, uh, you know, besides having to listen to the Christmas carols over and over and over again that we hear on the radio, when you go into the store, there, it just kind of resonates this idea of that we should be joyful and we should be happy and and what ends up happening is that we we begin to dwell on uh maybe relationships or uh many relationships where we don't have the joy or the happiness whether there's a, a loss of some type of relationship, whether it's by death of a loved one that isn't there at Christmas, at Christmas um, or some other kind of relationship of some type that has been a disappointment to us. Maybe we're divorced, mm -hmm. you're home alone, uh, maybe you're single, uh, wondering if you're ever going to have a husband. And the carols and the songs and the idea of Christmas just seem to give you the impression that we need to be with someone and that that's what's going to bring us happiness. So loneliness 
in general, mm-hmm. being alone or feeling mm-hmm. alone uh, um, certainly is a major cause that's listed uh, at this time of the year. Some other ideas. I think when you when we speak of uh, being alone, it it also as just to hitchhike a little bit on what Kathy has said, it uh, heightens the fact that we may have um, problems in in family relationships. Maybe husbands and wives aren't what they need to be in terms of their own relationship with each other. Maybe um, Christmas would heighten the fact that parents and children are are uh, maybe out of relationship with each other and. And uh, when you see the Norman Rockwell kind of mm-hmm. uh, expectations of Christmas, um, then that can that can also make that loneliness or that disappointment all the more acute. You know, if it's a Christian uh, parents who maybe have a rebellious child and they, um, you know, older child, and they find that they're celebrating Christmas in a way that they wish they didn't have to celebrate mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. forth. And I think all these things can... Uh, lead into those kinds of tie-ins on on uh, a Christmas day, and I think uh, the matter of death. You know, uh, one of the things I think that people see, or or at least uh, comes to mind on a on a day like this, a celebration like this, is regret. Um, you know, people sit and and maybe regret the fact that relationships are the way they are. They regret the fact that. You know, their wife isn't with them anymore, their their mother or so forth, maybe due to death or other reasons, and that can lead to, to uh, these feelings of depression. Right. Well, and also when you think about, you know, how the carol, the carol says, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And for those of us who know the Lord, uh, we can maybe feel very disappointed in God or feeling... Uh, upset with the Lord at a time when we are to be rejoicing in his birth and yet we're upset uh, because maybe of the relationships aren't what they should be or what we had hoped our life would be like. So depression mixed with some anger, anger at God for for what? What's he supposed to do? Make everybody smile on Christmas? Yeah. You know, I think also that uh, some people have had a history of depressed Christmases, <laughs> and they anticipate this is going to be just the like same, the rest of yes, them have been, uh, and they really don't look forward to it. Mm-hmm. You know, here we go again. Uh-huh. I remember last year. Right. And then they recall the, the, the arguments mm-hmm. that they had, maybe a, a drinking husband or what have you, and, right. and it's here we go again. I'm really... Not looking forward to this. Right. Yeah, I was thinking along the same lines, Gus, about uh, uh, when Glenn had mentioned a rebellious child or something like that, and <clears throat> or more than one child, and you're thinking about, uh, here we go, we're going to spend all this money, we're going to have all these gifts, we're going to do everything we can to please these kids, mm-hmm. and they're going to throw fits, and they're going to not like this and not like that, or mm-hmm. you got me... Uh, less stuff than you get, my brother, and mm-hmm. the kinds of things I used to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just last year. <laughs> just, last, <laughs> just last year. Yeah. What are some of the other uh, things that um, that maybe people say, uh, or or even the counselors in the in the world attribute uh, causes toward uh, depression at Christmas time? People get stressed out. They, they, their bodies are. Are uh, tired. They've been running from mall to mall, and they're trying to satisfy everybody. They got their list, and they're checking it twice, and 
Boy, they're just, even two or three days before Christmas, they, they're tired. And when you're tired, it's easy to get depressed when your body is not mm-hmm. rested. And, mm-hmm. and so that, that, that's a component. It reminds me, uh, just uh, after Thanksgiving, I didn't go out on Black Friday uh, early like a lot of people do, but uh, I did that one year and I realized what a horrible decision that was. But um, <clears throat> I talked to one uh, clerk at a counter who had told me that uh, she had to come in at 4 o'clock to help the store get ready for the 5.30 opening and that the holiday period for her and some of her fellow employees was a terrible time of the year mm-hmm. simply because they had to work retail and they were uh, doing all kinds of extra hours. And I started to think, you know, we the shoppers that might have a little more free time may not be thinking about those people who are working so so hard and uh, then they have to squeeze in their shopping time and all the other things that they need to do. Uh, and so um, there's... There's far more responsibilities for a lot of people. You take the average um, homemaking wife, for example, who has normal normal uh, expectations and responsibilities day after day throughout the year. Uh, and all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of new responsibilities added to that. Mm-hmm. Different decorations of the house, having some company over, preparing maybe a larger meal than normal. Uh, gift buying, wrapping those gifts. And there's no, you don't get a bonus three extra days a week in this season to take care of all the extra responsibilities. Not to mention financially what Mm -hmm. the holidays cost us. I remember having a girlfriend who would say how much she hated the holidays because there was this expectation in her husband's family to spend a minimum of $50 per person Mm -hmm. on a gift. And that was hard for her. And there's a there's a, an intense pressure on uh, that whole issue of purchasing things for other people. And and um, I don't know how much time we'll have, but I've got a couple stories that that might be helpful there uh, a little bit later. But um, we'll see how that goes a little later in the program. Right now, you that are listening, let me encourage you. We are talking about depression at Christmas time. We want to have you call your friends who might benefit from a program such as this. So you stay tuned. We're going to be telling you right now about some resources that are available to you. God bless you, and we'll be back shortly. back here right after those important announcements of resources that are available to you in different sorts of ways but uh, for one resource that you can check out anytime is www.bci-ohio.com where we uh, offer our training schedule and uh, and other kinds of resources that might be helpful to you all throughout the year but tonight here at transforming lives we are talking about christmas and depression And we, in our first segment, mentioned quite a few different types of reasons why people get depressed, not being with family uh, due to to, uh, the distance of 
of so far away or broken broken family due to divorce or maybe even the death of someone. We talked about fatigue and stress and, and the financial issues. Uh, one thing we didn't mention yet, uh, panel, was that the depression that often comes that due to excessive partying and drinking and overeating and mm-hmm. and the desire to have fun. Maybe if, if I could be somewhat uh, suspicious uh, about it, uh, but I think a lot of people work hard to have fun mm. during these holiday seasons, maybe to cover up that inside there is no peace, no joy and emptiness. And, and it, it, Christmas isn't fun. And so they try to make it fun. And as I said in the first segment, uh, the original Christmas night uh, was announced by angels as peace on earth, goodwill to men, because, of course, the Prince of Peace had uh, come into this world. What kind of peace did he bring if he if he brought any? Because a lot of people have no peace. And what is this peace that we're talking about? Uh, Glenn, you wanted to well, say something about that. I think. I think when um, we call, we talk about causes of depression, what may be some of the causes of depression, we've talked about all of the issues of the holiday. But one of the one of the sinful causes of depression, which I don't know that we've addressed, could be uh, continuing to deal with discontent. And some people um, struggle not just with discontent on December the twenty fourth, mm-hmm. but uh, throughout the course of the year, and that can be. Uh, a cause for a depression, not handling those things in the way that the scriptures to uh, tell us to. And when we speak of uh, Christ bring, bringing peace, this is one of the things that Jesus brings to us. And um, as we teasingly said there at the break, talking about all these things get, that uh, can make us uh, people depressed, it's depressing in and of itself. So it's good to talk about what what do we celebrate uh, on this given night here in December the 24th. And Paul, I think, references this in Philippians chapter 4 and 11. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. And so one of the ways that uh, Christ brings to us peace is by helping us to be able to learn to be content with the things that uh, God has allowed or God is giving to us. And when we think of uh, peace, the greatest peace that, that we need is the peace that uh, Christ provides with God. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is what we need to be thinking about as we as we think about depression. Um, as I'm sure you folks would say in the counseling setting, depression really is a misplaced focus. Mm-hmm. When, we're allow- when we're allowing ourselves to be depressed, even on December the 24th, on Christmas Eve, uh, you know, if we wanted to st- kind of stew in all of these things that could make us feel depressed, we have to remind ourselves, wait a minute, there's good news that uh, we're talking about here. Uh, You know, the angels came and announced that uh, there was something great happening in this place called Bethlehem, Mm -hmm. and the Savior has come, and he comes to bring peace, and it's a kind of peace which we cannot buy at Macy's or uh, Dillard's or any of the stores. It's a kind of peace that only Christ could bring uh, himself, and it's exciting for us to be able to be on a panel tonight on December the 24th, and to talk about the kind of peace that Jesus brings, a peace that brings contentment, a peace that brings the kind of settled issues that we need between a holy and a righteous God and sinful people. Paul, again, references this when he uh, speaks in Philippians chapter 4, and he he, he talks to us about uh, having the peace of God, uh, 
which comes through Jesus Christ and then having peace Richard. with God. And I think the simple truth is you can't have God's peace unless you first have mm-hmm. peace with God. Peace mm-hmm. with God. Kathy, you wanted to add to that? I have a thought. Yes. Uh, the Bible tells us in Romans 12, be not conformed to this world, be not compressed mm-hmm. into this world. And we find during the holidays the commercialization yes. of buying stuff. We're so pressured all around us, and we lose our focus on what uh, Pastor Glenn has just been talking about, that, that we lose the Christ in Christmas, mm. and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. It's, it's so nice to be able to, to uh, plan yourself and set yourself in such a way that you know that that time with God, time in the Bible, time uh, enjoying uh, the church's Christmas pageant, and kind of putting this, the, the, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but, but keep the focus on, on, on Christ, mm-hmm. who is our peace, as right. Glenn said. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, uh, you, you know, a lot of people say, uh, when I talk to some adults, they say, well, you know, it's really not about, gift giving you know and and all that stuff for us and christmas is and they say they say this christmas is for the kids that's what that's what we do we go out and we try to make it a great day for christmas is for kids but that's a misnomer too isn't it christmas really isn't for kids it's it's for jesus it's for the glorification of god and and anything that we do with children ought to move toward that goal And, and i think uh what you're saying is really good gus because the focus of christmas is either going to be uh, um, God or it's going to be something else. And you're either going to get your peace and your joy from one or the other, mm-hmm. and you'll never really get it from anything in the world. So you're constantly striving in various sorts of ways. You get, get bigger gifts or give bigger gifts or something. But if Christ is at the center, then Glenn, wouldn't, wouldn't it be correct to say in response to your thing that this piece you talked about is quite capable of cutting through any of the reasons or causes we started the program mentioning. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Absolutely. It's the yeah. foundation for uh, solving those very problems mm-hmm. that we were talking about. Without that news that the angels announced, it would be impossible to have peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, was going to tie in with what uh, Gus was saying. You know, as a pastor myself, uh, one of the enigmas uh, each year is that there are... Uh, uh, Christians within the church who, uh, um, in December, are not in church. They they miss quite a bit because they're out, uh, you know, shopping or running here Definitely. or running there. And uh, and of course we have to do our shopping for Christmas time because we that's kind of what Christmas part of what Christmas is about. But uh, but to not worship uh, on Sunday uh, because you're running, you know. Uh, on a Sunday, running to stores and shops and so on uh, during a time of worship is kind of an enigma to me. Mm-hmm. I've always been surprised by, by that. In a sense, uh, you're sacrificing the crux of what Christmas is about that's, for, that's, the, right. that's the, for the things right. that aren't... It's uh, not about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then wonder why we're so stressed. Right. Right. Why we're stressed, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Jesus says in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's struggling tonight Mm -hmm. with the matter of depression, 
and it's a depression which you may f feel is is brought on by this particular holiday. Boy, what a great privilege is ours to point you to the Savior yes, and amen. point you to the one who brings mm -hmm. peace. Mm -hmm. And and no, ma no matter the circumstance or the situation tonight, whether all of those things that we talked about that can bring on uh, depressive feelings, we want to tell you that the light of Christ can cut through all of that darkness mm -hmm. and focus your eyes upon him. And he says he brings to us peace, and it's not the kind of peace that the world brings. And, and, and you could we learn... Need. And you could learn about that peace mm -hmm. by doing exactly what uh, Armin had said. Right. Be in the house of God. Right. Be with other people and lift up the Lord Jesus. That's right. Because uh, when you, uh, Kathy, commented earlier in our program prep about the sacrifice of praise, especially if you're going through depression, mm -hmm. to lift up holy hands. Uh, he says he's present in our praises and he's going to he's going to put his arms around you and he's going to comfort you mm -hmm. in that depression right. but let's do it in the house of god do it in your homes right. Right. and again this is i think what takes us back to this matter of being discontented if we're looking at the things of the world to to bring this kind of peace and this kind of satisfaction we're going to be discontent mm -hmm. and and that's going to lead to the feelings of uh, depression that um, many people may even be struggling with now so what what a great truth to say, look to, look to Christ, the one whose birth we celebrate tonight. He, he, he brings peace. He yeah. comes to bring an answer uh, to all of the world's dilemmas. And, uh, and boy, the, the peace of Christ passes understanding, mm. as you were saying. Mm. When we come back from this next break, uh, I thought, gang, what we could do is uh, I, we might be taking for granted the whole concept of depression and uh, I, I want people to know something about how we're defining it and uh, whether it's okay or not uh, to feel sad or depressed. And if, what the difference is between blue Christmases and real serious mm -hmm. depression at this time of the year. And then we'll head towards some possible solutions to those kinds of problems. So listen carefully now. Uh, and uh, we're going to tell you about some more resources that are available to you. Don't forget... To call friends and family. We're going to be talking about solutions to Christmas depressions in just a few moments. We'll be right back. here at Transforming Lives. I'm your host, Joe Propri, director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, which exists, as you may have heard in the recent promotion, uh, to train Bible-believing Christians in how to use Scripture and Scripture alone to help people with the common problems we face in life. One of those problems is the problem of depression, which is still the largest problem that people go to counselors for, both Christian counselors and secular counselors. And uh, our focus tonight here on Christmas Eve is to uh, talk about the depression that's unique to the Christmas holidays. Now, normally we are a live call-in program here every Sunday evening, 7 to 8, uh, 1220 a.m., but tonight we are not, so don't try to call us. We're not in the studio right now. We're taping this program ahead of time, uh, especially for this particular topic on this very special night of the year, and we want to wish you a Merry Christmas from myself and our panel, Pastor Gus Supin, Pastor Glenn Dunn, Pastor Armin Tiffey, and his wife Kathy. Welcome, gang, back to the mics tonight. 
Good to be here. Thank glad you. That glad that you're awake and listening. Now, uh, were you speaking to us, Joe? Yes, I was. I was okay. talking to you. I thought you were with me tonight. Uh, I feel alone now, which brings me to one of the causes of depression. <laughs> but um, earlier in our segments, we talked about numbers of different causes and reasons for depression. But before we give specific solutions to that, and I know some of our listeners are waiting to hear, they they some of them identify with those causes that we mentioned. Let's make it clear that depression is first and foremost not necessarily a condition or some kind of a fog that drops out of the sky and affects you and afflicts you as a disease. We're not talking about physically and organically caused depression. There's a place for that, certainly. But we're talking about depression where there's no known organic cause. And we're talking about something that's simply a feeling. Depression is a word that describes a person's feeling, and they stay in that down or blue or sad mode for quite a long time. In biblical counseling, we tend to make a distinction between feeling sad, blue, or depressed and having depression. And our distinction is this. Uh, when a person stays down or blue long enough and most seriously enough that it affects their living style and they cease to function as they should, they're beginning to drop out of life or drop out of life altogether. They're in a serious state of depression that uh, God wants to arrest and have them uh, find victory in. And uh, and so your depression this holiday season, this very night, may be a legitimate feeling down or blue. We want to encourage you that if you're having depression for some of the causes we mentioned, such as you've come from a broken family and and you don't have much of a family to meet with this holiday, or you have no one, or you do have some family, but you've lost the, that most tenderest part of your relationship. You've lost a spouse or a, a, a father or a mother, or one of your children or something. These are these are sad things. And Christmas um, is that time of year where that memory comes back as you remember fond times. I, I'll just tell you personally, I can identify with that because I'm the oldest of seven children. And... Uh, uh, quite a few years ago, I lost two younger brothers in an automobile accident, and um, that that very first Christmas, just uh, six months later, was one of the most sad and blue Christmases in my memory for our whole family. Mm. Uh, our Italian family, we did it the way Italians do it, the whole whole nine yards, and making it worse was my one brother, the one was closest to me, born right after me, his birthday was December 25. Mm. And every year at Christmas in our home, we sang first happy birthday to Jesus, and then we sang happy birthday to my brother Ronnie. Mm. And this first Christmas that year was devastating. Mm. My mother, uh, uh, amongst all of us, uh, had the most difficult time for years every Christmas. And um, she didn't know the Lord in those years. She came to know the Lord later in her life. And even then, you know, there's still sadness, even when you know Christ, when you're missing someone. Joe, I, uh, before, and again, when we were meeting uh, and prep for the program, we, we talked about what is the, probably the most difficult cause of depression. And I think Kathy was the one that says, you know, this, this, the experiencing the loss of a loved one, maybe especially around uh, Christmas. I know I too, as you well know, Joe, lost my first wife. Uh, who was diagnosed with cancer on December the 18th mm -hmm. and who was uh, operated on 
with a life, uh, life and death situation on Christmas Day uh, 11 years ago. And I knew that I had enough of God's Word in me that prompted me to be involved with other people. And I had a good church community mm-hmm. that I was able to be with. See, and that's why, again, back to what Armin says, forsake not assembling together to love so that you're, you're, you're in a safety net mm-hmm. when these, because this depression could, could have overtaken me big time and, and it wanted to, but I knew enough that I was not going to turn in but I was going to turn out because and many people out there are, I know are I, two cases this week in my own ministry dealing with that. Mm-hmm. I think I, also what we have to remember is that in God, there is hope. And during these times, these type of situations and these losses that we experience, a lot of times we can feel as David felt and as he expressed in Psalm 42, feeling forgotten by God. But I love uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verses, verses 15 and 16, that says, and this is what we need to remember we, that at, the, at these times. It says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize mm-hmm. with our weaknesses. Now, that, sympath, that sympathize, this is more than pity. It, it's, an, it's understanding what it's like to be in that circumstance that we're in with a desire to help us. So we have a high priest who can not sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly Mm -hmm. to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in help Mm -hmm. in time of need. Coupled with that, Kathy, he says he was touched with the feeling of our yes. infirmity. He knows, he knows how yes. we're feeling. And that's what our listeners need to remember tonight and at this time of year, that God knows. He uh, knows how you feel. He understands, and he wants us to come to him. That's right. And the last thing we want you who are listening to think is that we're sitting here saying, come on, uh, put a smile, sure out of it. Sure put a smile on your face. Joy to right. the world. The Lord mm-hmm. has come. Right. Yeah, you can have joy. You can have peace and still mourn and, and, uh, and ache mm-hmm. and miss. Um, yes, Armin. Um, I, I just want to say that what you were saying uh, is to uh, make it clear with everyone. God, God has designed us to experience sorrow uh, and grief uh, if, if there's a loss of a loved one and loss of really a, a, of uh, many different things. It could be a child with loss of a pet uh, and so on. And God has, has uh, designed us to do that, uh, to experience loss. And, uh, and it's all right to sorrow. It's all right to grieve over a death of a loved one. The problem comes when we get fixed in this. There's a fixation in it, and um, and we start souring with our hope. Mm. Our sorrow is with a hope mm. as Christians. Uh, the world sorrows without a hope, and that should be the difference with us. So we can grieve, uh, but uh, there's a hope uh, that we have in the midst of that grief and that sorrow. Very good, Armin, very good. And I think that's I think that's again part of the cause for what we've been speaking of. We don't grieve we don't grieve as those with no hope, but we still grieve. Right. 
and it, and so we're not saying sometimes we're accused of this aren't we as christians that we have a, an unrealistic expectation or we're not supposed to feel mm-hmm. those kinds of things the very mm-hmm. things that you're talking about well we would be worse than robots right. if we didn't feel the loss of a brother or the loss of a of a wife or the loss of a parent uh, a loss of a child but right. but in christ once again our focus is is put to the matters of our hope you know faith mm-hmm. always has an object mm-hmm. And, right. and and so does our hope, mm-hmm. and our our hope always has an object. And mm-hmm. Psalm forty two five I think gives to us uh, a, a tremendous promise in that matter. And David says, "Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God." Right. And that's what we're looking for as we speak t- tonight. We want to encourage people. We're not saying that you can't feel these things, but we're saying because of Christ, because of the peace that He brings, because of what we do celebrate on Christmas Eve, no matter the circumstance, there is hope. Amen. These are such encouraging words. When we come back from this next break, we're going to give some more encouragement and solutions. And and we want to also address those who are depressed for reasons that are not the ones that we were just talking about. There are some things that uh, we get ourselves in trouble with in some of the decisions we make in our own expectations and maybe we need to adjust those expectations but certainly there's a place uh, for uh, legitimate sadness when we're missing loved ones as we just talked about listen now again to some more resources that are available to you and stay tuned as we come back shortly here on Christmas Eve with Transforming Lives God bless you as you listen Welcome back to Transforming Lives. I'm your host, Joe Propri, Director of the Biblical Counseling Institute. Just a quick reminder that the Biblical Counseling Institute is a a resource for Bible-believing Christians to find training in using the Scriptures to encourage and help people with all sorts of problems, one of which is Christmas depression. And um, as we conclude our program this evening, we want to talk about uh, one more particular problem, and then we want to give you some probably the most exciting and encouraging hope you could ever hear. But that problem uh, is not related to someone who's missing family and they're lonely because someone's passed away. But I think of the contrast of my own family, which I love dearly and say Merry Christmas to along with everyone else who's listening tonight. Uh, And that is that uh, it's a typical Christmas at our home and at my dad's home and uh, for us to sit around the fire with chestnuts roasting and we sing Christmas carols and we open gifts and we just have a ball. And yet there are thousands of people, maybe some of you listening, who cannot enjoy Christmas that way. Your family is still alive. They still might be around, but they don't get along with each other. Maybe you haven't spoken to some of your own family members and you're sad because of the brokenness of your own family, and you don't have what it seems like everybody else has. That's a legitimate downer. And I know Gus has some words of encouragement for that uh, to help you and maybe point you in a direction toward a solution to that problem. Gus? Uh, I, I'm thinking, Joe, as we talk about this, to an incident in, uh, in relationships that I have in which a family member refused to not only talk to uh, another family member, 
but wouldn't be in the same house with them. If they found out that there was a certain event going on, they would make sure that that the, that person is going to be there. They're not showing up, and mm-hmm. and and this thing went on where it was it was really destroying this person's heart. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This family was divided, mm-hmm. and uh, I God had prompted me to to stick my nose in, Uh-oh. and and to go to this family and. God said, "Blessed are the peacemakers," and so I, I did this, and uh, and I was able to talk to both parties separately. And this was right around Christmas, and I'll never forget when we gathered together at my family's house, and I came in, and this person met me at the door, and put their arms around me, and gave me a big hug, and said, "Thanks for sticking your nose into my life," mm. and I saw. Both parties were there. Mm. And I think that uh, folks out there who, who know Christ and know that this is going on in your family or with your friends, you just want to be, be able to, to, to go to them and, and maybe just uh, open up the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as mm. we forgive those who trespass. And maybe explain that a little bit without being preachy and, and be able to be a, a peacemaker mm-hmm. because I think that that's that you you will be able to be an instrument at relieving someone of this bondage to depression mm-hmm. because of of your heart in obeying scriptures and also i think when the relationships aren't what we had hoped they would be or they don't work out the way that we had hoped that at this time of year we need to continue to to focus on praise and thanksgiving um continue to praise the Lord, offer God a sacrifice of praise. And that's praising God when it costs me something, you know, when we don't have what we we want, when we don't have the relationships Mm. that we want. If we, if we know the outcomes and we like it, we'll praise the Lord, but will we still praise him when we don't know the outcome that's walking by faith. And that's what David said that he was going to do in Psalm 52. He said, I shall yet praise him, the help of my continence and my God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've heard it said that, that um, in, in the kind of relationships that you've just described, Gus, that uh, people have said it's actually easier if there is death to deal with. Mm-hmm. Because at least, at least in death, it it's not that hurt isn't ongoing and it doesn't uh, continue, and um, it's it's just good to encourage, particularly as we're speaking to Christians, it's good to encourage people that, that God gives to us something that we can do in Ephesians chapter four thirty one and thirty two. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other. Why? Just as in Christ, God forgave you. And you're addressing uh, their Christians as the Apostle Paul was, Glenn. I'm thinking now, as the program winds down, that we might be uh, having listeners who really are not uh, genuine, committed believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, Maybe they're nominal, they they have a belief in God, but a genuine commitment to where their life has been transformed and they're going on in Christ, uh, would we give any kind of counsel differently to those folks 
who are depressed at Christmas time than, than Christians who are depressed at Christmas time? Absolutely. And what, what would that counsel be? What we would, would we say we would, to that? We would, we would want to introduce them to the one that will rid them of their depression, will give them this peace that we talked about tonight, and that is to, to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That is to trust him with taking away all of your sin. You know, uh, there's sin behind depression many times. That's right. To that have is. him to say, Father, forgive me for, for anything I've done in my life. I surrender to you. Come into my life. Take residence in me. I surrender to you as my Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Come, come in, Father. I need you. I can't handle this on my own. I've been trying to. Won't you come in and take residence in me? I receive you. I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Yeah, that's my testimony. Um, I came to Christ. I uh, I messed my life up uh, very badly and uh, just lost a business. I lost, just had so much loss in my life. I just threw very bad uh, decisions on my part, uh, wild partying uh, and so forth, uh, drugs, alcohol. And um, I was, uh, even at that particular juncture uh, to my conversion, I was even uh, taking pills uh, to calm me down and so forth. I came to Christ. Mm. Someone had the courage mm. to s- actually speak to someone as hard-nosed as I was and as hard as I was. And uh, she spoke to me and shared the gospel with me. Uh, and to make a long story show- short, after about a six-week period, I gave my heart to the Lord. Mm. And yeah. you know what? I began to, get, to be joyful from mm. within. Uh, the same issues I still had before me that I had to face. Uh, but nonetheless, no more pills. And I began, I, I, God changed my whole heart disposition Amen. and turned me around. It's been still going 30-something years now. That mm. takes us to the greatest scripture, this Christmas you can have. God so loved the world Amen. that he gave his only begotten son, mm. that whoever believed in him would have eternal life. Amen. Friend, um, we here at Transforming Lives want to wish you a merry, merry, merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we want to tell you, if you haven't picked up on it now, that... Whatever your cause for depression might be at this precious holiday, and some of those are quite serious, we would be sad along with you. We want to encourage you to tell you that God knows what you're going through. God cares about you. God has provided for you, and he's there for you even now. Even if you're not his, you can become his, because that's really what Christmas is all about. Jesus came into this world to introduce you to the peace of God by having a relationship with him. If you need help with that decision or you need help with your depression, contact us. You can even catch us on email at transforminglives at yahoo.com. And um, listen next week and the week after to Transforming Lives. We'll be glad to catch your call live. Glenn? Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. us. Amen. Amen. God is with you, and may God be with you this Christmas Eve. We love Mm -hmm. you. Good night. You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio 
We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. You may also write to the Biblical Counseling Institute, 8146 High Street, Garrettsville, Ohio, 44231. Your prayers and financial gifts for this ministry would be deeply appreciated. Thanks for listening. This program has been sponsored by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. Your